Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And frankly, you know, it's good when we, when we get a break from all business and all work and really talk about things that are, are, are very significant beyond those things, uh, including uh, how we look at life, how we think about things, and, and really taking care of ourselves. And so we got a, an excellent story today with Reverend James, best-selling author, You've seen him everywhere. He's been uh, in, in some of the most important publications in the world, and so delighted to have have you on the program. And I look at the horrific the alternative from the terror that we see going on in the Middle East. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. And, you know, it's funny, I have to say, uh, Kevin, I was in business for a long time before I became a priest. I went to the Wharton School and worked for GE. So I have a little knowledge of uh, what a lot of your listeners are uh, are facing every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's very difficult. You know, the uh, the, the joke, I work twice as hard for half as much money that I hear all the listeners uh, isn't as funny as it used to be. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's very challenging. And I think that's part of the significance of your book is to give people an alternative way of looking things. We can't always change our circumstances, but we can change our perspective. Yeah, that's right. So the book has come forth. It's uh, The subtitle is The Promise of Jesus' Greatest Miracle. Uh, and it's really looking at the ways that God calls us into new ways of looking at things, into new life and kind of leave behind anything that keeps us stuck or unfree or bound uh, and looks at how that story can kind of call to each of us. Yes, absolutely. And this is really ancient wisdom to go back as far as Solomon, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. And, uh, you know, this is really what it comes down to. Yeah, it does. You know, I, I think, you know, I'm not sure if everyone is a believer who's listening, but uh, the story uh, is is Jesus is going to uh, the tomb of Lazarus, who has been dead for, for four days uh, and calling him into new life. Uh, you know, it's called Jesus's greatest miracle. Um, and, you know, I think the story says to us, look, there are lots of things in each of our lives that really keeps us bound or unfree or stuck, right? Or, you know, kind of resenting the past or vengeful or kind of disappointed and we're called to kind of leave that stuff behind and to really walk into new life and to really trust you know that there were meant to walk in the new life to be our best selves uh and to live in this 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 life that god promises us yeah absolutely and it's a business you know we're on business stations around the country and i'm sure we have largely a business audience this will resonate with plenty, and so I think it's a great message. And, and uh, you know, we, we too, uh, don't even need a supernatural touch in order to walk in renewed life. A lot of it just has to do with challenging conventional wisdom, challenging what we see and what we watch. How do we repackage that? You know, I look, for example, going back to business, as we were talking about, some of the greatest innovations in business, some of the greatest companies that we all buy from, were byproducts, if you will, of the Great Depression or the economic turmoil of the late 70s and early 80s, you know, and many of them were created by people who everything working for a, a business and decided to try to go out on their own, serious as that was. And so no matter what the economy is like, there's always opportunity. But again, a lot of it has to do with mental framing. 
Yeah, and I would say this, you know, speaking as someone who went to Wharton, who studied business, who has a finance degree and worked at GE and, you know, understands the corporate world pretty well, um, or at least used to, you know, I would also say, you know, to all your listeners that business is a real vocation for a lot of people, right? I mean, it is a way that God uh, calls us into, you know, being productive and contributing to society, right? And as you were saying, kind of, you know, making innovations. And so, you know, one of the things I think sometimes that business leaders and business people have to leave behind is this idea that, oh, this is all just about money. This is all just about me, right? It's a real vocation and it's a real way to contribute uh, to society and contribute to the common good. So I really firmly believe that, that business is a real vocation and that we're all, you know, called in our own way, right? Whether it's, you know, business or something else to contribute to, you know, a good world. And so, I think that is one of the things that's kind of a misconception about the business life. And I, I do really feel very strongly about that. Yeah, I think that's really important uh, that, uh, you know, business makes a profound difference. It certainly can. And uh, it's a phenomenal form of stewardship for individuals to choose that, that route. So when you, first of all, what inspired you to write this particular book? And uh, when you wrote it, I always love to ask the question, what audience did you have in mind as you put it together? Yeah, so uh, the story of the raising of Lazarus in John's gospel is, has always been my favorite gospel story. It's really just so powerful to see Jesus, you know, restoring someone to life and promising new life to all of us. You know, I wrote it to help people understand how they could experience new life in, in all their world, you know, no matter who they are, business people or doctors or lawyers or whatever, or teachers or whoever. Um, and, you know, I wanted it to be a, a, a book for everybody. Uh, I think, you know, mainly believers uh, and mainly Christians, but I think the story and the message of God offering us new life is applicable to anyone. So I tried, you know, I tried to make it as accessible as possible. There's not a lot of jargon in it. I try to make it inviting and really kind of applicable to, um, to people's real lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you, Thought about audience, you gave a, a, a you know a, almost everyone kind of answer, uh, which is fine. You know, I, I don't, I've never met a an author who didn't want everyone to want to read their book. <laughs> I've never true. seen that. Well, <laughs> also, hey, listen, you know, also remember, I went to Wharton, so I'm pretty good at marketing too. So I want everyone yeah, to read the book. Right. But but when you but, thought but about that, think, you know, what, what, when you were writing it, specific needs did you? see your book addressing uh, for the reader, you know, which kind of gives, well, a, gives the reader, even potential reader here in our, our audience, uh, a better idea. Is this the book for them? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think what I wanted to really address uh, is, is people who feel kind of stuck, people who feel like they're stuck in life, people who feel like they're stuck in their job, people who feel like they're stuck in their career, uh, and to say, you know, where are ways that you can kind of let go, right, be free, right, and really hope and trust and really kind of confidently move ahead. So it's people, I think, who, who may feel a little stuck in life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we begin to wrap it up, and it's amazing how fast these kind of interviews tend to go, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, – First of all, uh, were there any surprises that you got as you put this together? You know, it sounds like this is a story that's been with you for a long time, but when you take a a story that's summarized in a a chapter of a book in the Bible, and a chapter of the book of the Bible, as you know, is usually much shorter than than what we are normally reading, and you 
extrapolate that into a, uh, into a book, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of interesting uh, surprises along yeah, I think one of the main surprises, which I found pretty funny, is that, uh, you know, I did a bit of a cultural history of Lazarus. So I see him in fine arts and, you know, plays and books and things like that. And one of the themes that you have in fiction is that Lazarus doesn't want to come back from the dead, which I think is pretty interesting. And I think it kind of mirrors us. Sometimes we feel so stuck and so, you know, bound and so kind of in a rut uh, that we, we can't imagine what it would be like to change. So I think one of the invitations is to say, yeah, you can change, you can move ahead, you can kind of come out of the tomb uh, and, and kind of come forth in a new life and the change is possible. So that, that, was a, that was a surprise about how he's portrayed in fiction, but also a real kind of insight for me. And being, being a priest, which I am not, uh, I am someone who, by the way, majored in Bible, uh, uh, but in the evangelical state, uh, and so I, I settled on a history. Um, I, I'm very familiar with it, but I've never read it from the apocryphal perspective, and I'm, I'm assuming you probably have some exposure to that. Uh, did that provide, provide any uh, insight? Yeah, so the Apocryphal Gospels, there's a little about Lazarus, but I really did focus mostly on John because that's the fullest treatment uh, of, of Lazarus. Uh, he makes a little bit of an appearance in a parable in Luke's Gospel, but really what we know about Lazarus comes mainly from John. So it's a bit of a deep dive into, into the story as it's told in John's Gospel. Yeah, very good. Um, we're going to begin to wrap it up. I really enjoyed my time with you. What's the best way for people to get more information on your work and particularly to learn more about this book? Oh, sure. Well, again, here's my Wharton background coming to the fore. Uh, it's available. Come Forth is available where all books are sold. You can get it as print, ebook, uh, and as an audio book. And then I'm all over social media. You can follow me at Father James Martin or James Martin SJ. Yeah, very, very good. Give that uh, one more time. The, the uh, sure. last one. Yeah, sure. So it's um, you can follow me on social media at Father James Martin uh, or on Instagram or Twitter at James Martin SJ. And the book is, as they say, sold where every good book is sold in print, audio, and um, ebook. What a fascinating story. Really enjoyed my time with you. Thanks so much for being And that's Reverend James Martin. Make sure you check him out. We're going to, of course, have links to more information over at priceofbusiness.com. I am Kevin Price. This is the Nationally Sticky Price of Business. Stay tuned for after this.